Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the official first place Atlanta Braves podcast that is your favorite, The Morning Five, for Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. And it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, I have a feeling that both of these days are going to be big favorites of yours. Oh, yeah. You can't miss with either one of these, baby. Today is National Salami Day. Now, I I will say this about salami. I love salami by itself. Not a massive salami fan on sandwiches, though. I don't know why, but I am a huge, huge, huge salami. Like, uh... Just, just plain salami, just eating a plain salami, or getting like salat, like small salami slices, putting it on top of a Ritz cracker, and then putting like a little slice of cheese on it, like a, like a yeah. uh, lunchable, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. And it's also National Beer Lovers Day. Yeah, can't go wrong there. There you go. It's uh, is it any coincidence, Billy, that today is National Beer Lovers Day? And Thursday is the start of the NFL. Is there any coincidence there? <laughs> Probably. We have NFL football tomorrow, and today is National Beer Lovers Day. Probably not. Hey, Bryce. Poor K. We are the Atlanta Braves, our first place in the National League East. That, that taste? is amazing. I woke up this morning, saw the Braves won, and I was pretty sure the Mets lost last night because they were losing the last time I checked. Uh, and yeah, tied for first place, baby. Now, do you know, I know it doesn't matter right now because we still probably have, what do we have, like 30, 40 games left, maybe less? We've got um, 26 games. 26 games left. Okay. Do Is there a tiebreaker if if the season would end today? Is there a tiebreaker or would we go into those one, one of those one-game playoff situation things? So, believe it or not, Matt Ridgway and I talked about that specifically yesterday. Uh, Ooh, with, with the perfect timing. CBA... Apparently, that one game playoff is gone. Oh, uh, I love it. Yes. What awesome. will happen is it'll go to head to head. That makes the so, absolute most sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's how it should be. So, yeah. If, uh, I think we're leading that head to head this year, but I might be wrong there. Matt said, and I, I I haven't checked this, but you know I'm just going off off of our buddy Matt Ridgeway. Matt said that we need to sweep the Mets in order to um, get that win for the Mets. Oh, the really? Mets. Okay. Yeah. Dang. All right. So we don't need a tie. Just go ahead and win it outright before the season's over. Right. <laughs> So, uh, Braves beat the Athletics last night, ten to nine. Uh, Matt Olson, welcome back to Oakland, buddy. Three RBIs had had a good return. Uh, Grissom and Azuna, another two RBIs. Riley Contreras and Harris, another RBI. Now, listen, I I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, 
when I went to bed, the Braves were up like six to one or eight to one. I can't even remember. And I was like, this will be easy. So I went to bed. Uh, and I completely missed the fact that Kyle Wright did not have a great outing. Uh, four innings pitched, eight earned runs, and four Ks. Now, granted, you know you're you're expected to have these days. Like it's these these days will come and go. I promise. And then yeah. the next day, the next game, he'll probably come out and throw a freaking gem. So just it's baseball. I'm, you got to you got to turn the page. I mean, the past two months for Kyle Wright have been near perfect. I mean, the most he allowed six runs on the uh, against the Mets on August fourth, but I mean, other than that, it's two runs, two runs, two runs, no runs, no runs, one run, two runs, one run, no run, no run. I mean, the past two starts he's gone fourteen innings with no runs. Um, so I, this is just baseball. This this happens. Uh, hopefully, he got it out of his system now, and we won't see it pop up in the playoffs. Uh, it's not a great outing. You don't want to see him come out and give another one of these the next time he pitches. But luckily, our offense was able to pick him up. So, I, you know, no harm, no foul, sort of. And we won the game. Penn came in and shut the DAs down five innings and one run ball, which is exactly what you want to see, uh, in, including a Kenley Jansen um, easy inning, right? Oh, yes. So. That is that is exactly what you want to see. Twelve pitches. That's all he threw. Twelve pitches. We're now tied uh, for the division lead with the Mets since the Mets decided to lose uh, big, if I'm not mistaken. It was like 7-1 or something like that to the to Pirates. 2 to the Pirates. Let's go. <laughs> and here's the great uh, thing, Bryce. Uh, because the Mets got rained out on Monday, they've got a doubleheader with the Pirates today. So we could be completely in and utterly in first place by the time we start t- tonight. Like, if, without if you're tie. the Mets, how do you come off a series of beating the Dodgers, who haven't lost a series in nine straight series, and then get beat by the Nationals, and then the first game of the series against the Pirates, you get beat by, by the Pirates? I mean, if they lose one game today, they'll have lost the series to the Pirates. I have no idea how this happens, but the I'm most okay with thing ever. It's the most met thing ever. <laughs> and you know how how pissed off do you think Mets fans are right now? You know what I oh, mean? They're they're furious right now because they can't switch over to the Yankees either because the Yankees aren't playing real good baseball at the moment. <laughs> That's true. All right, Braves will play the uh, Athletics and finish their series today, tonight, or excuse me, this afternoon. Um, and we've got Spencer Strider on the mound, so feel good about it. 337 is first pitch for that so we'll be able to we'll be able to catch a couple of those a uh, couple of those innings from work that'll be a nice little after late afternoon pick me up and you'll be, yeah, able to, you, be able to listen to it on your drive home too yeah you might be able to see it on or finish the game on your way to uh, sissies tonight possibly yeah hopefully it gets over before then Three. <laughs> no, yeah, it'll be it'll be probably wrapping up on my way over there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, three thirty-seven. It's about a three-hour game typically. That'll get you there. But yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll be good. We'll get that in. We'll get that in and get the uh, viewing. And we'll beat the A's and the uh, the Pirates. will sweep the Mets tonight, and we'll go into tomorrow with a game and a half lead. Bryce, you've been going to this Cal Sandy uh, league in East Paulding, and and we've got you've got some. Uh, 
some superlatives essentially yeah a little mid-season wrap up here this is all pulled from kyle sandy's uh website so this is uh everything on here was written by kyle sandy so much credit to him he does such an amazing job with basketball in the state of georgia i want to give as much credit as i possibly can to him this fall league they're doing out at east paulding has been super entertaining it's five bucks to get in and you get to watch you can theole- uh, theoretically watch 12 basketball games because there's a basketball game from noon to six on the main gym and the auxiliary gym. So for five bucks, you can watch an insane amount of basketball. It's completely worth it. Uh, they have three more weekends, I believe, left in it. So if you haven't gotten out there, get out there and watch a bunch of local kids playing, really talented kids. Uh, for the MVP front runners on the men's side, Carrollton's O'Brien Watkins point guard right now is one of the front runners uh, for the MVP of the league. He is averaging 14 points per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, and two assists per game. He leads an undefeated, uh, undefeated Carrollton team in scoring assists and ranks second in rebounds. For the MVP front runner on the women's side, we have two uh, two ladies that are in the running for it. Point guard Agosa Abasui from Carrollton, no surprise there. Uh, averaging 12.8 points per game, 2.8 rebounds per game, almost two per, two assists per game, and 2.3 steals per game. Uh, she ranks second in scoring and is in the top 10 in the league in steals. Uh, and also in the running for MVP on the women's side is Villarica's Amaya Frazier, who is averaging 10.3 points per game, 7.7 rebounds per game, two assists per game, and one steal per game. Uh, getting close to that double-double average for Amaya from Villarica, which is nice to see. Uh, she places fourth in the league in scoring and rebounds right now. And the team to beat right now on the men's side is the Carrollton Trojans. Entering la- entering the Labor Day break, four teams remain remain undefeated. Carrollton is 4-0 and is riding a high coming off a win over Union Grove Black, who is 3-1. and uh, the Trojans rely on their electric backfield of O'Brien Watkins, Eli Pippins, and Keyshawn Pace to overwhelm the opponents. And that is exactly what that backfield does of Carrollton. The thing that has impressed me the most about the Trojans so far in this East Paulding League is their defense on their guards. I mean, the guards have played some of the most swarming, fantastic defense I've seen out there in the uh, Kyle Sandy East Paulding League. So they are right now the team to beat in the men's category and uh no one no one in the women's was the quote-unquote team to beat right now but uh, i'd watch out for those Carrollton trojans on the women's side as well because they have got some insane firepower agosa abasui looks like she has ramped her uh three-point game up over the summer even more than it was last year and you know if you're don bray you'd love to see the fact that your guards are are playing ridiculous defense right now right Dude, when when they were playing Lithia Springs, I'm not joking. There was like a five to eight minute point in the game where I don't even know if Lithia Springs made it past half court just because of the way their uh, Carrollton's guards were playing defense. I I seriously don't know if they ever made it past half court with like a it was like a five to eight minute stint right after halftime, and Carrollton's guards were just swarming. Lithia Springs couldn't do anything. It was nuts. All right, Bryce, uh, the AP poll came out yesterday for the college football, and I've got a, just basically questions for you. So I'm going to go down the, the top 10, and I'm going from 10 to 1. I want you to tell me if they should be ranked higher or lower, in your okay. opinion. All right, let's do it. Uh, number 10 is the USC Trojans. 
Uh, I think that's good. They had a big win over Rice, um, but I probably would not put them ahead of anybody else that's ahead of them right now. I think that's a good spot for them. I think they're a top 10 team right now. Number nine, the Baylor Bears. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we can we can put them there. I mean, they beat Albany by like I like 70 points or something. I don't remember what the score was, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we can leave Baylor at nine. That's fine with me. Number eight, the Notre Dame Irish. Uh, yeah, so you dropped from five to eight. That's not that's not bad, and they played really well. So I think that is a I think that's a suitable drop. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep as long they're in the, they're inside the top ten, which I still think they're a top ten team. So I can, I, I'll agree with that. Yeah. The number seven Brent Venables led Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, I mean they they put it on UTEP, and you know I don't know what UTEP is going to be this year. I think they won uh, Clemson won by like thirty points or somewhere around there. So I'll, I'll take that. I'm interested to see what Oklahoma is moving forward. So yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma 7. I'm, I'm down with that. Number 6, Texas A&M Aggies. Yeah, this is this is I think this is the only one that I have a little bit of an issue with. They went into halftime at 17 to nothing. Uh, they did have a massive rainstorm. I mean, they ended up beating uh oh Christ, who'd they play? They played some crappy team. They beat they ended up beating them 31 to nothing, blanking them. Uh, and it was a game that you had a long rain delay at halftime, so everybody was a little off their schedule. Uh, I don't know if Texas A&M is a top six team, but right now, this early in the season, I'm not going to argue too much with it. Number five, this one I have an issue with, the Clemson uh, Tigers. Yeah, I I would probably put them somewhere closer to seven. I think Oklahoma and Texas A&M are both better than Clemson. Uh, Notre Dame might be better than Clemson. I mean, if you watch that first half, uh, against Georgia Tech. Clemson's offense did not look good. There was weird play calling. DJ Uolungwale came out and looked like DJ from last year. Uh, in the second half, the scoreline is going to be a little uh, a little deceiving because of some of the trash time points that Clemson scored. I, I seriously do not think Clemson is a top five team. I think they're still a top ten team because their defense is really good this year. Uh, but they got to figure out that quarterback position, man, because I do not think DJ Uolungwale is the answer. The number four team in the nation, apparently, is that team up north. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can't really argue with that. They came off last year, won the Big Ten, got embarrassed by Georgia. They beat Colorado State by a lot, by like 50 points. So, uh, you know, yeah, sure, whatever. We'll leave them there. Number three, uh, our Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, yeah, this is this is appropriate. They got jumped by Georgia as well they should be. Georgia... Uh, put on a much better show on Saturday. I think I think Ohio State played a better opponent, uh, but the offense did not look good. I'm I'm completely fine with this. I think we're the number three team in in the nation. Yeah, number two, the UGA Bulldogs. Uh, I I, I don't know, man. I I sort of have a problem with this. I think I think Georgia should be number one. Uh, I mean, Georgia did the most with what they had this weekend in their opponent. They absolutely embarrassed the number eleven. Uh, Oregon team, and it, it, I mean, we all know Bama's going to be number one, and, and Bama did what they were supposed to do. They took care of business and, and beat that Utah State team. I mean, trounced them 55 to nothing. Uh, but I, I, th- I think I'd have a pretty big argument for UGA being number one just because of quality of wins, but it's, I, I don't know, you're, you're splitting hairs right here between the top top two, top three. Yeah, and Alabama, obviously, number one, as Bryce mentioned, so... Yeah. The only thing, Billy, that I have an issue with is the AP poll got it right. Florida is 12 and Utah is 13. Florida beat Utah this weekend, proving that they're a better team than Utah is. So 
Florida's 12, Utah is 13. In the coaches poll, Utah dropped to uh, 15, and Florida is at 19. Now, they just played each other. How are you telling me that Florida should be ranked behind Utah when Florida just beat Utah? That does not make any sense whatsoever to me. Yeah, I mean, that. I think that depends on games, too. So, I mean, we'll see. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night in softball. Darlington at Bowden. I do not have a score for that one. Uh, but Bremen beat Alexander 7-3. to Ava Coggins had four quality at-bats, a single and a double. Aubrey Shoemake pitched six innings of three-run ball last night. So congratulations to Bremen, who I believe is the number five team in the state right now, according to the Georgia coaches box poll thingy from yesterday. <laughs> Whatever, whatever that was, whatever that association was, the uh, in volley- coaching box. Boom! There you go. I was close. In uh, in volleyball, Temple played Greenville in Lamar County last night. We do not have scores from that one, uh, but Villarica did beat Lithia Springs and Mays two to nothing last night. So congratulations to the Villarica volleyball team. On the stump at games and events calendar for tonight: softball, Bowden is at Harrelson County at five. Alexander is at Carrollton at five thirty. Mount Zion is at Armouche at 4.30, and Temple is at Kusa at 5.30. In volleyball, only one match tonight. Carrollton is at home versus East Coweta and Westlake, kicking off at 5.30 p.m. tonight. Billy, do you need another cup of coffee this morning? Absolutely, I need another cup. Another cup of coffee presented by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby, real estate agent, If you need to buy or sell a house in the West Georgia area, give Hannah Strawn a call. Billy, are you interested in this first topic on another topic? Jake Paul to face UFC legend Anderson Silva in a boxing match on October 29th. I'll be watching college football. (laughs) Uh, I will probably flip this on just to laugh. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> the Paul brothers do a very good job of entertaining when they get into these sort of situations. So I'll flip it on to see. And Anderson, uh, the Spider Silva, yeah, he was in the UFC. Great. I'll I'll flip it on. I'll give it. I'll entertain it a little bit. The majority of minor league baseball players have voted to support a union and paving the way for MLBPA membership. Wow, that's big. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, 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 mean, I think it's good. It, should, it should be that way. I mean, honestly, they're they're playing they're playing professional baseball as well. So why not? Yeah, you know, I'm all for that, man. I'm all for it. This one's going to be big for for my dad and, and a lot of my family. The Chicago Bears' conceptual plans for a 326 acre property includes construction of domed stadium. Now, is this the one that is is out in the? In the uh, suburbs? The burbs, yes, it is. Okay. Dude, you know my feelings on a dome stadium. I hate it. Football should be played outside in the elements at all times. But I understand it from an owner's standpoint. If you have a dome stadium, it opens up the possibilities to host so many more events. Uh, So everything that is done in sports is driven by money. Uh, and a dome stadium brings in more money. That's just a long and short of it. I hate it. I hate domes. Football should be played outside in the elements, especially in Chicago. 
Uh, but if they want a domed stadium, then they're going to get a domed stadium. And tradition is dead. Soldier, F- Soldier Field will be uh, no more. So the, the lease on Soldier Field runs through 2033. So it won't be anytime soon. But uh, but yeah, that's the that's the idea up there in Chicago, unfortunately. Uh, Sue Bird bids farewell after her final game with the Seattle Storm. Quote, I'm proud of everything we've accomplished here. Unquote. Yeah, Sue Bird, yeah, WNBA legend. Between her and Diana Taurasi, I mean, they have really brought that league up and turned it into something that people pay attention to. And that, I mean, all their playoff games are on ESPN just about every single night. So, uh, I mean, she has she's put in the work and she's done what she can she can for the league. I mean, Sue Bird, she's forty or maybe older than forty or something like that. So, uh, absolute legend in the WNBA career for Sue Bird. I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, Karen Katsinoff, best Nick Kyrgios. And a five-setter at U.S. Open to reach the first career Grand Slam semifinal. Nailed both names. Nailed both names. Yeah, Nick did, Kyrgios was... Did uh, I really? Yeah, you did. You did. Holy uh, crap. Uh, Nick Kyrgios was kind of a dark horse to get to the finals for the U.S. Open. Uh, and especially now that Nadal is out, Kyrgios is sort of my favorite to make it there. Uh, but no longer. No longer. No big names left in the U.S. Open. So um, that, that's kind of a broader topic is... Uh, the turning of the tennis elites. I mean, there's no more, no more Andy, Andy Murray, Nadal, Federer. Yeah, I was going to say Rafa, Rafa got knocked out yesterday, and Kyrgios mm-hmm. getting knocked out today or yep. last night. So, so. Joker is still uh, still a thing, but uh, he can't go to Australia and play. So that's one slam he can't play in. Can't come to America and play. <laughs> that's another slam he can't play in. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, that kind of limits the slams he can play in. It'll be interesting to see what tennis is in the next five years because the big names are uh, are kind of going by the wayside. It's so stupid. Uh, yeah, so he, stupid. He, he can't he can't play in in two slams because of his vaccination status. So uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sorry, sorry about it. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's his life. Let him live it. All right, and finally today in 1979, the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network makes its debut, also known as ESPN. I think we've been on the record, Billy, that we are not fans of ESPN on this podcast, but having said that, we are not fans of ESPN as to what it is now. What right. it was, I was about what to it, say, let's, yeah. let's, let's, make that, let's make that abundantly clear. Growing up, ESPN was the absolute... Oh, it was amazing! Hit. Dude, it was Sports amazing! SportsCenter Center was must-watch uh, they actually had legit programming. The crap that they have now where they've got yelling heads talking to each oh, other constantly, it drives me up, up the wall. That's the only, that's mostly my biggest issue with SportsCenter. I mean, with uh, ESPN. SportsCenter has gone away from what it used to be. Um, and I, I hate that. Uh, so that's another reason I, I despise ESPN right now. The only reason I flip on ESPN is to actually watch games. That's it. That's, that's the only reason. I'll flip on. I'll flip on for game day, um, which I think everybody oh, does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, game and, day. And, the, and I think that falls under the umbrella of games of flipping on for a game. Yes. Um, and NFL Live, I think they do a good job with NFL Live. Late night Sports Center is pretty good. It, it's gotten back to sort of the '90s roots of Sports Center. Um, but yeah, I mean it's. 
what Sports Center was in the '90s and what ESPN was in the '90s and early 2000s is a is a shadow now of what ESPN is now. It's all you remember. You remember Stump the Schwami? You remember that show on ESPN? Yes, I love that show, man. That was so great. Um, but yeah, Billy and I are not fans of what ESPN is now. Uh, what it used to be in the '90s and 2000s was was absolutely fantastic. It was it was more sports related and less entertainment related, and that is that is what ESPN is kind of moved over to is the more entertainment side of of sports which is hey you know it's it's their company they can do what they want with it uh i just choose not to not to indulge in it as much as i used to right i mean that's that's the bottom line yeah bryce you got anything else nah man let's get out of here on a hump day let's get out of here this has been the morning five podcast for wednesday september 20 excuse me september 7th 2022 we appreciate y'all listening we will catch you all tomorrow same time same place shake your neighbors just shake them shake your neighbors